Welcome into another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast each and every week. Very special uh, episode, very special uh, conversations that we're going to be having today. Of course, it is NFL Draft Week, and that means today on the podcast, we're going to have a, a conversation with some former players from the state of Wisconsin that have been through this process already, that have been drafted, that have, have gone through this and know what it's like, what the guys are feeling, what they're thinking, what they're going to go through uh, in, in these next wild few days for these NFL draft prospects. So let's dive right into it. Let's get right to it. It'll be the bulk of our episode today. And uh, three, uh, three great uh, guys joining us that uh, people are going to be well aware of. And we'll start with uh, Jared Aberderis, former player at Watoma, All-State player, track and field athlete as well. I believe Gatorade track athlete of the year, if I remember correctly. Jared, I appreciate you joining us. And how are things going in your world? I uh, appreciate you for having me. Um, good. Life's great. Just uh, here with my family and my three kids and uh, with my business. So, yeah, everything's been really good and enjoying life. Uh, watching these guys, um, at least Joe, play football now. So it's been it's been fun to be on the sidelines and be a, uh, a fan for once. Good stuff. Also joining us today, Brady Ewing, Richland Center native, a uh, good friend of mine growing up. And uh, Brady, uh, good to have you. Good to chat with you again. It's been, I don't know, a few months since I've uh, seen you maybe, but uh, appreciate you taking some time. Yeah, good good to be here. Excited to chat a little bit, reminisce the good old days, and um, share some some interesting perspectives. So it'll be it'll be fun. Thanks for having us. And last but not least, still playing in the NFL, Joe Schobert, uh, linebacker, uh, of course, an All-State running back at Waukesha West. Many people in the state might remember him from the was it 2010 Division One State Championship game. Set a new Division One rushing record, breaking John Clay's record. Of course, four years in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns and most recently with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joe, again, appreciate you taking some time to join us and, and chat a little bit of uh, football and NFL draft and, uh, and join us back here in Wisconsin. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, talking about some old stories uh, with both these guys and faces I haven't seen in a while. So it's exciting. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Let's let's dive into some of those old stories and uh, want to kind of start from the beginning and just if, if you could take us through your football journey, specifically, you know, once you got into high school and you started, you know, really getting into uh, being a football player, uh, what was your, your football journey like from when you started in high school to how you ended up at Wisconsin? Because all three of you guys, of course, went to Wisconsin. All of you, interestingly enough, started as walk-ons, started your career there as walk-ons, earned scholarships, and then got drafted. So Joe, take us through uh, your, your football journey, uh, course well documented and, and many people remember it very well but you know what was that process like as you're a high school football player transitioning to that college level yeah I think high school football uh Waukesha West was a, a lot of fun for me and when I came in I think my first time on varsity was my sophomore year playing like I think I played like 50 percent of snaps on JV 50 percent of snaps on varsity for like the first half of the season before being fully on varsity um as a receiver and an outside linebacker. Um, so I kind of played both ways, but limited snaps uh, when I first got up, up to varsity. Um, and the coaching staff down there, Coach Rocks, Coach Beal was the defensive coordinator. I think he just retired this after this past season. Um, coach Stebbins is still there, D-line coach. A lot of guys uh, I remember. Coach Tricky was our quarterback's coach. And I think everybody in Wisconsin knows who Coach Tricky is. But they were a great coaching staff to kind of come up and learn 
from for for a high school athlete um like their preaching of family football faith family and football um was was big and then also coach tricky i just remember talking about accountability all the time when you go to college i think that's the biggest thing kids need to understand is that you're just one eleventh you're a key in the cog of the wheel and you just got to do your part to be able to make the team successful and i learned that from a young age um and thankfully going into my junior year we had a really good team a really good class of seniors a really good class of juniors and we we're able to go on and make a run out to win state uh, played against melvin gordon and kenosha bradford and my good friend vante jackson who's in dental school or he just graduated dental school and he's a dentist back in madison so any people in madison need a dentist they can look up vante um and then uh senior year we had another good year undefeated we, we got bounced in the second round of the playoffs unfortunately but um through all that i think like i you'll, you'd have to tell me but i don't know how many division one scholarship athletes for football came out of wisconsin in 2010 um but like wisconsin would still seem like an under-recruited state not like it is these days just 10 years uh down the road um but had no no scholarship offers to anywhere um ended up playing in the wfca all-star game which was a heck of a lot of fun uh, i just remember a week of practice in whitewater wisconsin with no air conditioning in the dorms and a bunch of sweaty t uh, teenage guys just running around campus acting like idiots and then we got up to uh was it uh oshkosh for the game and we put a hurt on the north squad uh <laughs> sorry sorry jared um yeah. but uh yeah we put a hurt on the north squad and then through there through the coaches at that um i was set to walk on at north dakota before that and then uh jed kennedy and the other coaches uh reached out to a bunch of a bunch of college coaches around the, the country that they had connections with but i was able to get kind of a preferred walk on spot at madison at the last second they guaranteed me a spot on the team if i could get into school so i had to apply in july and get accepted by like august 1st they somehow sped me through the admissions process and made it work but um and then i guess got to wisconsin the rest is history up till now joe i remember uh very well that that process that you went through and, and as we talked about a couple of years ago at the the camp that you do every year down at waukesha west uh giving back to the, the kids there you know, i remember getting emails from your dad and, and saying hey what's what do we got to do to get joe recruited we're you know we're not getting any any interest at the division level one level what's going on and you know, I, I said at that time, it, it, I didn't understand why. And obviously, uh, you know, you've, you've shown since then that uh, that, that talent was there and, uh, and taking it and run with it. So that's, that's one of my favorite stories of covering high school football in my time at WSN since 2008 is that process that you went through, as you said, a kind of a crazy week or couple weeks there when you were kind of in, in, uh, in between North Dakota and Wisconsin and, and that whole process. So I, I, I really enjoy uh, looking back at that and uh, again it, it worked out for the best for sure. Uh, Jared you were uh, another guy that maybe didn't have that division one interest and in, in maybe we're even I, I, if I if I recall thinking maybe track at one point at the next level uh, you know what was your football story like getting to Wisconsin? Yeah quick question before that Joe didn't you start as a receiver at Madison? Yeah for three days. I'm yeah, I remember that it was it was such a short period but I'm like I didn't really want to say it now just in case I was wrong, but Coach Zani. Yeah. I like it. He didn't want to take your position, Jared. Yeah. I, well, I'm thankful he did. <laughs> he's, he's a beast. So, 
Um, no, that's funny. I just remember you being on the on the good side for a little bit, and then you had to switch on us, but that's all right. Um, no, to answer your question, yeah, no, I started off in uh, going to Madison for track. Uh, much like Joe, I didn't really have any D1 interest for football. Um, I feel like a lot of Wisconsin guys get overlooked, but um, I ended up, you know, just choosing the sport that got me to the highest level. I just wanted to compete against the best. And so uh, track gave me that opportunity. Um, I was being looked at from Minnesota and Wisconsin and ended up choosing Wisconsin. Um, and then about, know, it was the summer right before we, um, you know, came that year, I just um, got in contact with coach uh, Bielema and sent him my film and, you know, let him know I was walking on for track and um, asked him if I could do football as well. And um, they saw the film and then, um, you know, allowed for me to walk on and I joined, I mean, really it was just before training camp. So um, I was planning on doing both until I realized what the schedule was like um, and didn't really want to be um, just a guy on both. Um, wanted to be able to put um, all my effort, especially at that level, um, at the college level where it's year round, um, wanted to put all my effort into one sport. So stuck with football. Um, and yeah, really enjoyed um, my time there at Madison. Brady, the other two guys won state championships in high school, but unfortunately we couldn't get it done at Richland Center while you were there, but you were an all-state running back, went for over 2000 yards your senior year. Uh, but again, like the other guys, there was a time there where football maybe wasn't the primary sport that you were looking at at the next level. You had a we have a preferred walk-on from Bo Ryan in the basketball team at Wisconsin, right? And, you know, what was that like going through picking mm -hmm. between football, basketball, and, and how did you end up going to, to Wisconsin as that preferred walk-on? Yeah, all, all through my young high school career, I thought basketball was what I was going to be doing. I just, you know, did the AAU circuit, obviously traveling team, and, um, you know, your regular high school season and just always uh, – had a propensity to lean that way. But as I started to get older and go to more camps for football and just have more success as a team um, at Richmond center, just um, felt my calling there. And to Jared's point, I wanted to compete at the highest level. And I thought uh, football was probably my best option to see the field and, and help the team for somebody like Wisconsin that, um, you know, I always loved the Badgers growing up. And so it was pretty cool to, you know, have the chance to go to some camps, get on the radar. I actually didn't know that a lot of the details that Joe and Jared shared about their stories and how, you know, for the most part, it was such last minute. I felt like mine was late in the process to get the football opportunity to walk on, but it was, you know, senior year leading in bad during basketball season that they had uh, offered the preferred walk on uh, for football. So uh, just to be a part of that and, um, you know, be a part of the tradition and just having always grown up a Badger fan, it was, it was really a dream come true. And then uh, as, as he got on campus, the real work started um, just to be a part of that and to try to be a contributor to something bigger than yourself. So, Brady, I'm just glad you didn't blame your eighth grade AAU coach with the Southwest Sting on, uh, on not <laughs> being Sting. a Southwest Sting, not being a, a college basketball player. I appreciate you not throwing me under the bus like that. I took it easy. Take it easy on you on your podcast, you know. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um, so, guys, <laughs> you you get to you get to Wisconsin. You, you become you know uh, players there. You, you become role players. You become standout players eventually. 
when does that transition from, okay, I'm, I'm a college football player to, I might be an NFL football player. I might be a guy that can get paid playing football. Uh, Jared, when does that process start for you? When did that become a reality that I might be drafted? I might be a professional football player. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it came pretty early on just because I was able to um, have a lot of success early. So my sophomore year, um, that's when we had Russell Wilson and Nick Toon was our other starting wide receiver. Um, and I actually led the team in yards that year. Um, and then, you know, obviously Russell got drafted and then Nick got drafted. And so um, I think after that year, that season, I kind of understood that if I kept playing well, um, I'd have an opportunity. Um, but I think in my back of my mind, I always just wanted to finish out my career. So um, it really wasn't didn't really become real until my senior year when I knew, obviously, I wouldn't be playing um, at Madison anymore. Joe, same question to you. When does that thought of being an NFL player uh, come into your mind while you were at Wisconsin? Yeah, I think um, my junior year, I think going into my junior year, I played uh, sparingly on defense. I rotated with, like Ethan Armstrong was a senior uh, when I was a sophomore, so I rotated with him a lot that season and played a good amount. But going into my junior year, I started the whole year, me and Vince Beagle, first year starters on opposite sides and we had a really successful year on defense um had a lot of fun uh, getting after the quarterback dropping dropping in coverage making plays and um after that I think I was only an honorable mention all conference on both sides that year but I think like to myself I proved to myself I could play if I just came back and did as well or if not better my senior year I, I'd give myself uh, an opportunity uh, to get drafted or if not drafted be an undrafted free agent and do the same thing as kind of being a walk on all over again, if that happened. But uh, luckily for me, senior year came around and played really well and was able to uh, parlay that into being the draft pick. Brady, you played the fullback position at Wisconsin, not a position that's necessarily drafted as much as many other positions, of course. So, uh, you know, your NFL draft prospects as a full fullback are a little different, obviously than a receiver linebacker, quarterback, whatever yep. else. So when does that come into your mind? When, when do you start thinking I, I might be drafted or I might have a, at least have a chance to play in the NFL? Probably when, yeah, the first, when I was in high school, <laughs> yeah, right. it was always, um, honestly, it was probably, it was, I give coach settle credit for playing that seed. He, you know, in the postseason, you know, meetings you do with coaches after my, my junior year, he essentially told me that there was a lot of opportunity um, to, to pursue that, not that year, but if I take care of business senior year and we take care of business as a, as a team um, senior year, uh, he said it was a legit possibility, but he thought there was you know, a few key things that needed to be done up until that point to put me in a position to personally have success, but also help the team. Uh, so that was the first time it really sunk in, but to be honest with you, uh, it, it didn't really until, you know, leading up to the senior bowl and the NFL combine and all of that stuff where you're competing at the highest level with some of the people that, um, you know, that they're talking about on ESPN and all of that stuff. So probably a two phased approach where I started to realize it was a legit possibility. Joe, so you, you finish up your last year at Wisconsin. You, you know, the, the, I can't remember uh, what the last game was that year, uh, your senior year, but 
then what happens from there? What, what do you have to do? What are some things that maybe people don't realize that goes into the preparations to, for the NFL draft from the time that you play your last game until that draft is held in at that time, I think it was still in April. What, what happens during that time period? Yeah, I think we, well, my final senior game was uh, the holiday bowl against uh, USC that we won like by two, I think. Um, but basically like that whole senior season, you're getting called by agents and contacted and kind of have to like shift through the process of picking an agent and getting things set up. And depending on what agency you go with and their connections, it depends where you're going to work out. You could work out close to home at like next level or something in Waukesha if you want to. Or, but a lot of these agencies have setups at like Exos in Arizona or Florida or all around the country. Um, but I ended up going with uh, Athletes First and Joe Panos, another Wisconsin walk-on from the 90s. You know, Wisconsin connections run deep. Um, but I flew back from San Diego to Wisconsin, and like two days later, I flew back out to Los Angeles because they have their um, their workout facility um, with proactive sports performance based out of Irvine, California. And, you basically just continue um, working out and getting combine ready, just running a lot of 40s, doing a lot of sprint mechanic drills, doing a lot of bench press and getting stronger overall, uh, trying to pack on some weight. And then I had the opportunity to play in a senior bowl, which was so like three weeks after the season ended. I had like three weeks of training at uh, Proactive. And you fly to Mobile, Alabama um, to do the senior bowl, which is Literally, I, I tell kids it's the worst week of your life because <laughs> you we want to go to the NFL. You have so much nerves. You have so many ner- so much nerves um, on you for the practice because you're in front of all the scouts, the GMs, the coaches, and everybody, and you're just sweating every rep at practice. Like if I lose this rep, is it gonna drop my draft stock? And in reality, it doesn't have that much weight um, when you look back on it. It carries weight, but not that much. And then the scouts when you get to the hotel are calling you until about midnight every night trying to get your medical information trying to get every single bit of personal information they can have um and then sometimes coaches are calling to talk like scheme gms and stuff so you're basically up until midnight one o'clock talking to all these people and you wake up at 6 a.m to go ride the bus over to practice and the most intense practices of your life um and then the game comes around and nobody really wants to play in the game and nobody wants to get hurt (laughs) Um, and then they send you right back uh, wherever you came from. So you go right back into training. And I think like three weeks later, it's uh, the combine, which is a lot of the same. It's just without practice in the game. But you're staying up till midnight, talking to the scouts, doing every single medical test under the sun during the day, doing personality quizzes, doing um, standardized tests for uh, a lot of different things. And you do like the wonder lick. Um, and finally, at the end of the week, you get to do your bench. I think a lot of people don't understand that when the people get to the field drills at the combine, you're the most tired and worn out and just ready to go home that you could possibly be. So you basically run through the run through the 40, do a couple of agility drills, run out the building and catch your flight to go wherever you're going to go. And then after that is our pro day was like a week later at Wisconsin, I think is like the first week of March. Um, so I really didn't have much difference anything in between the combine and the pro day to get ready. Um, I just did the field drills pretty much. And then from there you wait another month and a half until the draft. And that time you're like, well, you can, I'm going to live in one of 32 spots. I just have no idea where, what round I'm going to be taking, um, any of that stuff. So it's just kind of a nerve wracking time. You continue to train, do a little bit more emphasis on actual football movements. Cause you're going to start playing football again soon. Um, and then once the draft rolls around, you figure out where you're going to go. You just, time to get boots on the ground and 
uh, get into your rookie mini camps and your OTAs and mandatory mini camps. Um, so that whole first year after you finish your college season, there's really no stop. You just keep going and you keep going. Um, that's why a lot of people hit, you hear about the rookie wall. A lot of guys burn out early middle of the season because they've just been nonstop since really the start of their senior season, playing football, getting ready for the draft, getting drafted, going on to the NFL um, and going through the NFL off season. So it's a, it's a rough uh, transition. That's why you don't see a lot of rookies doing very well. Their, their rookie year, obviously there's exceptions, but that's why the second year jump is uh, really uh, common these days. And you see a huge jump usually between guys that are rookie season and their second season. Cause you actually get a break, you get a breather, you understand what the NFL is all about after your rookie year. And you can translate that on the field. Great stuff, Joe uh, Brady, uh, similar, I think process that you had, you, you played in the senior bowl, if I remember correctly, and you know, all the, the draft prep stuff. What, what do you remember about that time from when you played that last game for Wisconsin? Was that one of the Rose bowls maybe? And then yep. the NFL draft. Yeah. I mean, Joe summarized it all incredibly well. I was also through in planning for a wedding with my, my now wife, Rachel. So that, that threw some more, uh, challenges in the plan and luckily she handled a lot of the planning and, and all that. But, um, yeah, I just remember it's just a blur, you know, you go from training, which is, is pretty low key, you know, you're working, it's not like training for Wisconsin during the winter, um, you know, which is incredibly intense. It's, you know, very specific to uh, certain drills, certain movements, and then you're thrown into a very stressful situation at the, the senior bowl, uh, pro day, and uh, the draft, the one thing Joe left out is the fact that they, there's a train that goes underneath this hotel that you stay in at the NFL uh, combine. So not only are you staying up until 12, one o'clock talking to coaches and GMs, but there's a train whistle that going through at like two or three in the morning, they wake you up at five or six in the morning for a drug test. Uh, so it's a, it's a gauntlet of a week, but um, it's incredibly exhausting. And then you, then you throw in the mix. I was, I was battling some sports hernia stuff and I actually had surgery right uh, after the pro day leading into the draft. So just a lot going on. You're so much uncertainty, uh, but yet you're feeling fortunate to be involved in all these different opportunities to give you exposure, especially as a fullback and um, just, just a blur, man, just a blur looking back at it. Jared, does, does your experience in, in that time period after your senior season, does, is it mirror what Joe and, and Brady were talking about? Yeah, I mean, I, I was already married, so thankfully I didn't have to plan on a wedding. Um, but, no, everything else was spot on. I think, you know, the big thing, I guess it's really exciting. Um, I think, you know, after your um, bowl game, you know, you basically fly – the next day you fly out to where you're training. I was training in San Diego, um, so it was nice to be out there in Carlsbad. Um, and yeah, it was, it was beautiful weather, you know, nice training. It was always warm. Um, and, and like those guys said, it really wasn't hard training. You were more so doing, you know, prepping for the 40, you know, trying to put on some weight, you know, the biggest thing is just getting healthy after a long season. I mean, you know, like Joe talked about the rookie wall, um, you know, it's right after the season, you don't get any time to break. You just go, go, go. So, um, it was, you know, trying to build back your body. Um, and then, yeah, at the senior bowl, stressful, um, you know, I think the only enjoyable part about, 
you know, your training was really just the training that first four weeks. And then after that, then you had this, you know, this, you had the senior bowl, um, really stressful. Um, then you had the combine, which they basically are just trying to tear you down so that, you know, they can get you as cheap as possible. Um, like Brady said, they, you know, waking you up at, I think I got woke up at like four in the morning for a drug test, sit in line for an hour. Um, and finally do the drug test, try to go back to bed. But by that point, you got something at like seven. So, um, you know, they were keeping you up from, you know, seven till, you know, midnight every night. Um, another, I don't know if you guys had this too. Um, when I got to the the combine immediately, I had to do some, uh, it was like some weird stair stepper. Did you guys have to do that? I don't know if you had to, I don't, think so so. I don't, had, I don't know if they had a couple guys do it. Like I had, um, I actually tweaked my hamstring at, at, uh, the senior bowl. Um, basically cause you never get any time to do any sort of recovery. I mean, you get out of practice, hop on the bus, and then you go to all these meetings, you sit and talk to all the coaches and whatnot. Um, but I think maybe it was something for that, but I remember getting off the plane or yeah, I think I took the plane to, to Indy, um, to do the combine. And, and immediately when I hop off, I had to hop on this stairmaster thingy. I don't know what it was. It was just testing your, your hamstrings. And I about burnt my hamstrings, hamstrings out day one. No, I, then, I do think <laughs> I remembered like, yeah, doing something like a, a, a bike that, yeah, it was yeah like I do bike. think yeah. that I remember doing something like that. But it, I mean, it was it like my hamstrings because you sit on a plane and then you hop off <laughs> and you're just standing, you know, standing in the line. Awesome, like, oh, you got to get on this bike. And I, my hamstrings were just burning. Yeah, I do uh, remember that. <laughs> but but then even on top of that, I remember, um, you know, I had tore my ACL earlier, um, and so and and really the the medical at the combine is probably the worst part because um, they honestly check everything you have and. And so they, they were, every team pulled on my knee that day. And it was a day before we, we ran. And, and honestly, that day I ran, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get my knee straight. I mean, it was so sore because they were just pulling on everything. Um, so yeah, it is kind of crazy that they make you go through the whole gauntlet. And then finally the last day they let you do um, all the testing after you've just been drained for, for the whole couple of days. So, um, but then after yeah. that, yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, relaxed mode. You got the senior bowl done, you got the combine done. Um, you know, pro day is, I think most guys, I mean, we, we all probably should have retested just because I feel like I I've had guys that, you know, ended up running the faster 40, but you know, it's a, for me, it was like, all right, I ran what I ran and, um, I'm not going to try to get a faster 40 just because it's hand time. But, um, so for me, just like those guys, I think Brady, maybe did you do any drills or did you just do the drills or did you do just, your, posi just position drills? Yeah. So I, think, I think most guys end up just doing the position drills. I go to the combine just, and so it's kind of a relaxed day. It's just fun to kind of be back around your teammates. And then after that, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that much fun. Cause you're, you're not sure where you're going to go in the draft. You're not sure, sure if you're going to get drafted um, and you're waiting to figure out where you're going to take your family. Um, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hectic and it's uh it's a lot of pressure and, you know, just trying to relax through that whole time period was, was a lot. So the, the, the process is going on, you get to draft day and, and, you know, the, the anxiety I imagine is just ratcheted up even more. It, like you guys said, not knowing where you're going to be spending the next, however many years of your life out of 32 different possibilities. So as that day approaches, how many different, you know, ways are you being bombarded with, well, you, Hey, you might go in the third round. Well, you might go in the sixth round. Well, you know, let's, we got some people interested in you as a free agent, like where, how, how much of a gamut is there and where, you know, how many different sides are, are feeding you all this information and how do you handle that without 
going crazy, to be quite honest with you. Brady, what what were you hearing? You know, how many different people were telling you different things? And that day of the draft, what what is that like? Mm-hmm. Or the days of the draft, what, what was that like for you? Um, there's a lot of people tugging and pulling at you, whether it's your agent, you know, filling you with what he thinks he needs to, uh, with what he's hearing from his end, whether it's people reaching out to you, you know, former teammates, friends, um, you know, and then some coaches too, they'll text you or call you direct. I don't know if that was allowed at the time, but you know, some coaches will call you and say, Hey, we're looking to take you, you know, day two or whatever. So that would be pretty early rounds. I don't know how it was broken out back in at that time, but um, you're trying to sift through all of it. I think a lot of, a lot of the teams are trying to position themselves to show that they have interest and then backpedal out uh, to try to get, you know, a good opportunity at you as a free agent. You know, the fact that they wanted to take you on day two or day three and something came up that they couldn't. And uh, just, just trying to show that they have interest and do almost recruit you like they do back in, in the college days. Um, but as, as you lead into those days, it's just like the guy said, a ton of uncertainty. Uh, you're, you're just kind of sitting at the edge of the seat with people around you that have been involved in the process since day one. Um, you know, whether Rachel and my wife or my parents, my grandparents, family members, um, just kind of waiting and seeing what the Lord has in store for the next step, whether that be, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, where we ended up or, you know, wherever throughout the country. And, uh, for me, I just wanted an opportunity, much like when, you know, going to a place like Wisconsin, all you can ask for is the opportunity and then just making the most of it when you get that chance. And um, I don't know if you can hear the baby crying upstairs, but uh, there's a little background noise for you. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a crazy, uh, fun thing. I think the first night of the draft that there was actually a basketball event up at Richland Center High School. I think on the first night, so I didn't even watch the, you know, the first rounds, but then uh, the next days we were tuned in on the TV and just kind of enjoying the day as a family and trying to look at it more as a celebration versus uh, just this deadline and this, this one thing that you've kind of been coming to a culmination in the head from your, you know, for me, I dreamed of, you know, playing the NFL or the NBA since I was a little kid and to, you know, come to that point where it's, it's a true reality that you're either going to be a free agent or get drafted. It was, it was pretty cool. Joe, I'm curious, what range were you hearing from, you know, your agent, your, your college coaches, maybe other players, like what, what range were you hearing of where you might be drafted? Uh, and then as, as Brady talked about, what was that draft day or draft weekend like for you? Yeah, I think I was basically told from my agent and pretty much everybody between like the third and the fourth round to be expected, um, which I ended up going the first pick of the fourth round. So I was pretty much smack dab right in the middle of that range. (laughs) Um, But it was kind of annoying because day two, when I was drafted, was rounds two and three. And then day three was four and on. So I was like, well, do we hold the draft party or have friends over on the second day and then just send everybody home at night if you don't get drafted (laughs) and then try to do it all over the next day. Um, But basically like what Brady said, we just had a big get together, family, friends, everybody on day two and just had a cookout and hung out a lot, just sitting there in front of the TV and watching Um, ended up not getting picked obviously. Um, But it was just a lot of fun to see a lot of people, a lot of family members. And when you're playing, college football and you're flying across the country training and doing all the other stuff. You don't get to see a lot of people very often. Um, so that was nice. And then 
I remember I was playing catch with my dad in the driveway, like the morning of day three. And I like jumped up to make catch and my phone flew out of my pocket and shattered. And like, I was like, "Uh Oh, I hope this, uh, <laughs> I hope this can still work. And it did. But the, <laughs> the screen was in a million cracks. Um, but I guess with all the information the NFL has, they had the backup home phone if they really needed it. Um, but I got ended up getting called like 10 minutes before the draft started because I was the first pick of the day. So I just got a ring on my phone from Berea, Ohio, like before I'd even sat down to watch the draft or do anything. Um, and just remember Hugh Jackson, and, uh, who was a Sashi Brown, the GM, just congratulating me, telling me they were going to pick me uh, with the first pick of the day and tell my family. And I think my one grandma was there. I think that day one grandma came or both my grandmas came, but one grandma was there at the time. And like one friend was there and that was a pretty small uh, celebration, but it was uh, a lot of fun. And it was kind of cool to know your dream comes true. Um, but then after that phone call, I think I had to wait for like, like three or four days before I got another one to tell me actually what to do. Cause Cle- <laughs> for some reason, Cleveland didn't have their rookie support <laughs> the first weekend. They did it the next weekend. So I was like, I got drafted, but I don't know when I'm going or where I'm going and what the process is. I had to wait a couple of days in the dark about it. So it was a lot of fun though. Jared, you have uh, a unique, um, you know, place in history is one of the the players that played high school football in the state of Wisconsin. You played for the Wisconsin Badgers and you were drafted and, and played for the green Bay Packers. Um, what was it like getting that call from the Packers, a, a team that, I believe, if I remember reading correctly, you know, you grew up rooting for, you grew up a Packer fan, like so many of us here in Wisconsin. What was that experience and that day like for you? Yeah, no, it was uh, obviously a dream come true. Um, but the whole process was was long because, I, I mean, I was told anywhere from three to really six. So I wish they would have gave me a tighter window like they did for Joe. Um, and same with, with Joe. I mean, I had the... Um, you know, we had the first night was first round, second night was second and third, and then uh, fourth through you know, seven was the last, um, the last day. And so I remember, you know, we just had my family up, uh, my wife's family. We rented a place on a lake and just hung out together the whole weekend just before me and Rachel would end up leaving. Um, so it wasn't, you know, too big, just kind of, you know, close family, which was nice. But yeah, watching it the second night, I started just getting frustrated more than anything just because, you know, you see guys go and, and really the big thing with the, you know, with the draft is it's, it's more, you know, whether you think you're better than a guy or not, it's all about, you know, the personnel and, and getting the right fit, you know, for the right team. So even though you might be, you think you're a better receiver, well, if there's a receiver that's, you know, better at X or they want a guy that just does slot or they want a guy that does, you know, kickoff returns or whatever it may be like there's all these different types of bodies that you know might fit a team a little bit better and so um but i didn't really understand that at that point i just remember watching guys going i'm like i'm better than that guy you know just thinking to myself <laughs> and and so i remember like that night i went to bed like so frustrated the next day you know watched i watched like the first round and after that i just turned it off because i was just so mad with the fourth round i should say um so i just turned it off i just stopped watching but uh, me and my wife were actually playing cribbage um, when I got the call. Um, actually, before that, I got a call from my agent, and I had my phone on loud because I didn't want to miss anything. You know, somebody called if I was, you know, out doing something else. And everybody's like, shh, quiet, quiet, quiet. You know, like they thought I was like a team con. And I told my agent, I said, don't call me until I get picked. <laughs> and then I put my phone on vibrate after that because I'm like, I, I was like, you know, it's just so... Like I had to get off the phone and be like, no, it's not any team. You know, just be like, <laughs> um, 
so I, by the time I got drafted, I was because it was the last, basically like one of the last picks in the fifth. Um, and you know, I was just I wasn't even really paying attention. I didn't know what team was up. Like before that, I kind of watched the teams and see where it was. And I just got a call from Green Bay and picked up. Um, and got to talk to Ted Thompson. Then they they throw you through all the coaches. I mean, basically talk to everybody. Um, and then um, you know, it's hard to kind of focus because they they're giving you a call and finally it came up. Like I don't think I didn't tell my wife or anybody who was calling. Um, and you know, pops up on the TV and everybody's going crazy and you're trying to like, listen to the coaches, make a good first impression. And you're trying to like, you know, get people off of you. Like, you know, just leave me alone. I'm trying to talk right now. Um, but, but basically what was kind of different from ours and your, yours, Joe, your draft was, I think it depended on the year too. Um, so ours, like everything was, it's always kind of a different time in the process. And I, I don't know why ours was different. Um, but the next day we had a report. Um, and so, you know, for me, like it was a, a huge blessing, super excited, but <clears throat> I just, you know, in my head, I'm like, I know it, you know, it's not really any time to celebrate because I didn't make a team or do anything like that. And so, especially when you're, you're going to work next, the next day, you know, I really didn't get any time to enjoy anything because it was more so, all right, I got to try to make this team um, and just kind of knew, you know, what was ahead of me. It just wasn't going to be something easy. So. Um, it was it was an awesome experience and definitely a blessing to be picked by the team that you grew up rooting for and uh, to be able to stay in the state. But um, I think everybody else got to enjoy it a little bit more because, you know, I was the one that had to go put the work in and, and try to make my dreams a reality. Apparently you needed more than 10 catches and 200 yards against a first-round cornerback from Ohio State, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so after he went <laughs> early, I was like, well, I should be, you know, going at some point in the second or third, but no. Um no, it was, it was, uh, everything was, you know, played out how God, you know, wanted it to be. And, um, you know, like I said, it was, it was awesome experience to be at Green Bay. Well, guys, it, it's uh, been a great time, a fun time to catch up and, and hear your perspectives on how this week may go for some people, how, you know, it, it, it can work out. Um, obviously you guys all went on to, uh, to play in the NFL, Joe's still playing in the NFL having a great career and uh, certainly we wish you luck Joe on, uh, on the next couple of years, except for when you play the Packers. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been fun to catch up guys. I, I got a chance to cover all of you or, or know all of you at least a little bit in high school at some point. Um, so it's, it's, it's fun to fun to do this and maybe we'll, uh, we'll roll it back in a couple of years and kind of see where everybody's at uh, at that time too. So anything else, you know, that you guys can think of about this process or, you know, that comes up as we start talking about the old high school days? The only thing I would say is I think it's so easy nowadays, especially with social media and different things for kids to always be looking ahead. It's like, just enjoy the moment, what you're doing. I think the biggest thing you can do to put yourself in a position to succeed at the next level is enjoy and embrace the opportunity at hand and put good film on tape, you know, and, uh, put it on tape and, and the coaches will, you know, hopefully notice, I think the state of Wisconsin, especially started to get recruit, recruited harder, but um, just enjoy the stage and the moment you're in and um, the rest will continue to take care of itself. Now I'm sounding like the old guy, you know, coming, coming back to the high school kid, but I, th I think that's, that's what I would say. I would want to tell myself that too, you know, looking back. Yeah, no, I think that's right on the head. Um, I think you're always, I mean, shoot, even as a little kid, I feel like you're always trying to get to that next, that next stage in the game, but just enjoy, 
enjoy your life. It goes quick. I mean, I'm 30 now. I feel old. Um, you know, my, my best, I feel like I still got some good years ahead of me, but you know, it's just like, I remember being a, being in you know middle school, like, man, I can't wait to be in high school. I, no, I can't wait to be in college. It's like, man, just enjoy where you're at because it does go quick. Um, but I would say looking at even us three as a good example, I mean, um, it doesn't really matter how you get there. Um, just work hard, you know, have goals. And I think the biggest thing, honestly, for me, um, and maybe these other guys would say it as well, is just to, to drown out the, the outside noise. It really doesn't matter what, you know, what other people are thinking of you, what other people are writing of you, what people say on social media. Really, it's really about, you know, what you're telling yourself. Um, so if you're, you have that inner confidence um, and you're doing your part, it doesn't matter if somebody thinks that you're good or not. It's, it's just all about what you put on the film. Um, and I think if you have that inner confidence and kind of can kind of, you know, silence the the outside world, you're going to be successful. Yeah, great yeah, stuff. At the oh, end. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. I'll jump on at the end of that. I think currently, I look back and think about this all the time. But I think high school is the peak of your football playing career. It's the, just the most fun playing with the kids you grew up with. Like you need to enjoy it. You need, don't look at don't look too far ahead to college or NFL or aspirations. Just uh, play, play in the moment and enjoy spending time with your friends, your your uh, the kids you grew up with. Because once you move on to college, you're going to make a lot of more friends. You're going to have a lot of fun memories. College football is great, um, but the, you're never going to see a lot of the guys who you played with in high school again um, if you move on to those levels. And there's a lot of guys I hardly get to see anymore. Just, I mean, this last year has been crazy with uh, COVID and everything. But I'm always traveling around the country doing things for football. I have to be here in the off season. Um, so you don't really get to enjoy the moments, get back and talk to the guys about the, the good old days anymore. Um, so just enjoy it where you're at. High school football is a, is a lot of fun. Um, college and NFL, so especially NFL is not all it's cracked up to be. It's m the more money you put in the uh, sports, the, the more stress that's on from every level on down. And that just gets all buried on the players and, and NFL, the games are fun, but everything else isn't. So <laughs> enjoy high school football with your friends and running around with no worries and no cares in the world except about getting a win. That's a great note to end on, especially in a year like this where so many players had uncertainty about whether they'd be able to play. There were some players that did not get to play this year. Their season ended up getting canceled. And so really embracing that opportunity and, and cherishing every moment you get out there with your teammates at the high school level, certainly a great message to, uh, to, to end on today. Uh, guys, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. For Joe Schobert, for Brady Ewing, for Jared Aberderis, I'm Travis Wilson. This has been a WISports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.